And I'd like to welcome all the Francophiles from around the globe to this podcast as a way to keep your inner Frenchy vibes happening when not in France. In each episode, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live both in Australia and France and share ideas for how to stay connected to the Francophile within you. Subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Lulabelle's Francophiles on Insta to be notified as soon as new episodes are available. Just head to lulabellesfrancophiles.com website and you will find a lovely way to stay connected to one of our fave destinations, France. Now today's guest is a lovely friend who I have travelled in France with a number of times. Bienvenue de Lulabelle's Francophiles, Louise Godfrey. Bonjour, ça va? Bonjour, ça va? Merci for having me, Lou. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, Louise is a yoga teacher and I have attended yoga classes you have run in both Australia and France. How long have you been teaching yoga? I've been teaching for 16 years and I started training and um, sort of exploring yoga from about 1998, so about 22 years. Wow. And how did the combination of yoga and French come about? Well, I remember meeting with Natalie from French Journey and she was talking about the immersion that you did in 2018. So for, um, for Francophiles, there was an immersion that a number of us did with our French teacher Natalie a while ago and it was a wonderful time. We went over together in a group, a number of us together from the same French language class and we stayed and studied French in the morning with excursions every afternoon, and you attend that school with us to learn French as well. Yeah, that's right. So when Natalie was telling me about it and I had been to the immersion the previous year, I actually decided to go back in 2018. So when she was mentioning that we were going to be fairly close to each other in terms of where we were staying, a light bulb came on and I just thought, well, why don't I take, take some yoga classes in the morning? Uh, before you start your lessons and start your day. And she thought that was a great idea. So we put it together and off we went. It was just wonderful doing that yoga with you in the morning. It was a lovely experience and a memory to keep. So is yoga popular in France? Well, to be honest, no, it's not. So the last, I've been going there, say, the last three or four years. And in the last couple of years, I was planning to teach some yoga then, certainly do a lot of lessons. But what I found, particularly in the Pay Basque region, it's not very popular at all. I mean, there certainly are yoga studios, but they're very, very small studios. Even in Paris, I didn't find that that was that it was extremely popular. I think they're more interested the French to have their lovely cafe au lait and their croissant in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, given that you found it wasn't so popular, tell us a little bit about your experience teaching yoga in France. Well, I, to be honest, last year was my plan to teach a fair bit. But what I found was, like as I just mentioned, there weren't many schools open because in some of the studios were closed. So I was there in their summer. So that was a bit disappointing. But what I did do was I taught some locals in the village where I was staying. So we'd once or twice a week get together and uh, I taught yoga for them in the morning and they absolutely loved it and, and surprisingly enough, they understood everything I said. Yeah, it was it was fantastic and it was great experience for them as well because, as you know, 
the French like to speak English as well, so yes. we shared together. So where were you staying when you were there? I was staying down in the papers. I was staying in English mm-hmm. um, most of the time and also in St John de Luz a lot of the time as well. And people who have listened to previous episodes of Lulabelle's Francophiles would have heard us mention St Jean de Luz in the episode that was about the Basque region. So what's one of your favourite experiences from all of your various times in France, whether yoga or just generally? Well, there are two, if I can mention two, that are really significant. So last year I visited um, Jane Webster's Chateau in Bourgeois and uh, because I, I planned to meet with her because she was doing her uh, Chateau Life, her one-month immersion, mm-hmm. and we were discussing uh, the possibility of me taking classes in the morning for the guests. So that was mm-hmm. a great experience, actually meeting her, going to the Chateau. It was a bit of an adventure getting there from Paris. Gorgeous. Um, it was a bit of a comedy of errors getting there, but I got there and we had a lovely meeting and just to meet her, she's such an incredible person, all the different things she does. So that was really a great experience and going through, uh, you know, the travels to get there. And also Jane's one of the other guests that we've had on the podcast and she's very generous with her time and quite warm and lovely. So that would have been a terrific experience to have taught yoga at her chateau, I imagine. Yeah, well, I was supposed to be teaching this September we were discussing me going over there in September, but because of COVID, it didn't actually take off. So hopefully there'll be another opportunity. But the other time, great time I had was when I was in France in 2018 and I went down to Plum Village, Thich Nhat Hanh's Monastery, which is world-renowned for mindfulness and Buddhism. Um, that was amazing. It was an incredible trip to get there. And mm. once I was there, I met with people from all over the world. He has three hamlets, so one for males, one for females, and this particular one he has on a Sunday for everyone to um, get together. So that was really incredible. Met some amazing people and had a whole day of mindfulness. Oh, how gorgeous. What and region is that in? In the Dodong. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, it was really pretty. So what are the plans now in relation to yoga in French? Well, now I've decided because I ha- I've had a love affair with France for some time, like all of us. And I was planning on living there and last year I made a decision because I have family and friends and my business here that I would just visit and not actually live there um, or try and live there. So now what I thought is I've been France to here and I'm going to be teaching French yoga classes, so teaching yoga in the French language in my new studio. So we're doing an event next week just to for everyone to come and try it and experience what it's going to be like. And then next year I'll do a regular class every week. I am very much looking forward to that next week. I'm coming to your French yoga event and it's going to be a wonderful experience, I'm sure. So on Lulabelle's Francophiles, we always share a French recipe. So Louise Godfrey, what is your fave French food that is your go-to when you first arrive in France? Definitely a croissant and usually an almond croissant. But I find that the the plain croissants are fabulous over there, but I don't think we do a bad job with the almond croissants here. So that's my favourite. Well, (laughs) 
Travian, <laughs> yummo. I will share that recipe later in the episode for Francophiles to do their own versions here in Australia. Now, Louise, also each episode we share some French music. And today, given that we are two girls chatting, I am going to highlight a wonderful female French singer who I have featured before. Natalia Docco is a lovely French singer, and this song is a cover of a Georges Brassin hit, Je me suis fait tout petite. Georges Brassin has been described as the French Bob Dylan by one of my former guests on the podcast, but it will be wonderful to hear Natalia's version. Now, thanks so much for your time today, Louise Godfrey. Merci. Thank you, Lou. Au revoir et bientôt. Au revoir et bientôt. Now, here is Natalia Docco with Je me suis fait tout petit. Je n'avais jamais sauté mon chapeau devant personne. Maintenant je rampe et je fais le beau quand elle me sonne. J'étais chien méchant, elle me fait manger dans sa menon. J'avais des dents loups, je les sais changer Pour des guenantes Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui ferme les yeux quand on la couche Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui fait maman quand on la touche Oh 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 Elle m'a converti la fine mouche Et je suis tombée tout chaud, tout rôti Contre sa bouche Qui a dedans de lait quand elle sourit Quand elle chante Qui a dedans de l'eau quand elle est fleurie Qu'elle est méchante Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui ferme les yeux quand on la couche Je me suis fait tout petit devant une poupée Qui fait maman quand on la touche oh, 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 Elle fait maman, maman, maman Quand on la touche that was Natalia Doppo with Je me suis fait tout petit. Now today we have a very special treat because we're checking in with some fresh French news from our wonderful French correspondent Sarah Swick. Bonjour Sarah, ça va? Bonjour Lou, ça va très bien et toi? 
Trebium. Now, today I wanted to check with you how things are going over there in France because it is 2020 at the moment as we record this, and we've been living through a period of COVID. And in France, things have been a little bit difficult for all of you. Tell us about what's going on for you at the moment. So we are still in a lockdown, but we are allowed to go out. Uh, but we need to to take a box on the paper for that. So uh, um, we have like six or seven conditions. And the first right. one is for work. If you can't work from home, you are allowed to study. Same to go to uni if you can't do it from home. You can also pray. So that's this is new. You can go to a place of worship. Oh, okay. Um, we are allowed to go to the doctor, of course, and mm. we are allowed to help people in need, like eld- elderly people and also disabled people. Yes. We can leave our house for uh, three hours maximum, and we can't go further than 20 kilometers. Okay. And this is also new because before that, we were restricted to one kilometer and one hour per day which was nothing at all. That's quite limited, isn't it? So are the shops open as they ordinarily would be? Some shops are open. They started to open shops. Restaurants and cafes are closed. Right. Do you have many tourists around? Are there people that are coming in from Spain or Italy or is it completely closed with the borders at the minute? Not at the moment, but from the 15th of December, they Mm. were supposed to, to lighten the lockdown and we would, be allowed to to go uh, to another country. Like here, for example, we live near the Spanish border, so we will be allowed to to go to Spain if we need uh-huh. something there, if we need to go for shopping, if we need to get something there. Mm-hmm. Um, about holidays, that's <laughs> funny because um, they opened in France the, the ski resorts, oh. but not the chairlifts, so <laughs> people are complaining because you can go to the mountains but you can't go skiing but you can't get up the mountain yeah everyone started to say that they would go to spain or maybe to switzerland so the prime minister said that um it's forbidden to go skiing to switzerland and to spain so they're going to reinforce um the police at the borders right it's ridiculous because you will be able to to go shopping in another country but you can't go skiing i don't know how they can check that well Probably turn around all the cars that have got skis on the roof, I suppose. Anyone that's got skis, back you go. Exactly. (laughs) People make a lot of jokes about that and they say, what are they going to to say next? Maybe we will be allowed to go to the restaurants, but we won't be allowed to eat. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, not in France. The food's too fabulous. (laughs) So is the mood fairly positive? Are people feeling fairly up about it? Because I know that your numbers are quite high. The numbers are quite high, that's right. So um, we were waiting for the prime speech uh, because Macron, the president Macron said, last time he spoke on TV, it was the 24th of November, he said that if the cases decrease, if Mm. there would be under 5,000 new cases a day, we would be allowed to to go out, like we would be almost free. The, the lockdown would be very relaxed. We would be able to to celebrate Christmas and oh, New Year's right. Eve. And mm-hmm. so he would relax the restrictions if that was the case. Exactly. So we were all waiting and the Prime Minister spoke yesterday. The number of cases is still very high. We had yesterday 14,000 
750 cases, new cases, which is too high. It is high. But they saved Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christmas is saved, but not New Year's Eve. So now, uh, from the 15th of December, there will be a curfew starting at 8 p.m., except for Christmas. So on the 24th, we will be allowed to, to go out and with no restriction. But it's not the case for New Year's Eve. We will right. be in a lockdown, so which is not very fun. <laughs> curfew at 8 p.m. About the museum, concerts, halls, cinemas, theaters, they will remain closed until the 7th of January. Right. We are still obliged to wear masks um, everywhere. Children at school, if they are over um, 11 years old. Oh, for children too. So do you have any boundaries? Are there any checkpoints when you go driving? If you went from Bayonne and you were going towards Bordeaux, would there be a checkpoint somewhere that you have to show where you're driving? Or can you pretty much get around okay? There are no, no specific checkpoints, but the police can be everywhere. So, and right. uh, the fine is quite expensive. What would you say to people who are who had planned to come to France through January? Does it seem like the feeling is that people might be allowed back in? Because we have a lot of listeners through Europe, through Russia, mm-hmm. through Switzerland, Germany, and the UK. I'm wondering whether those people might be expecting that they'll be able to get into their holiday homes or other things like that that they may have in France. Is there any news on how that might progress for them or it's still an unknown thing? It just depends on the numbers and how they progress. They said yesterday on TV that people would be allowed to travel again for the 15th of December. Right. And also we have some new tests now and they are much quicker. So they're going to use them everywhere, like in the airports and the ports. They will be compulsory. Uh, If you want to travel, you will have to do the test. Okay. Now, through all of this, how are you and your family? I stayed with your beautiful mum and dad when I was over there a few years ago. And how are you all going in lockdown together? I know you've got a beautiful veggie garden at the back. So how does that go (laughs) down in that southwest of France? Is that something that's helping you get through? Yes, so I think we are lucky enough to have a house first because a lot of people live in tiny apartments. Um, And then we have our veggie garden. That's right. It helps a lot because we cook every day. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, we we all live in the same house. I live upstairs and my parents live downstairs, but we all live together, uh, which is really good. I'm thrilled that you guys are doing okay and hopefully the numbers start to reduce. So then in 2021, the rest of the world can come back to our favourite place and travel to our favourite destination, France, because that is what we're all hoping to do and keeping everything crossed that we get to that point. So merci for your time today, Sarah. I just wanted to check in with you and hear a little latest update. And stay tuned now because I'm about to go through a recipe for yours and my mutual friend Louise, who I interviewed earlier in the episode, for her favourite French go-to food when she arrives in France, an almond croissant. Now, earlier, ma bellamy Louise Godfrey mentioned that her fave go-to French food when arriving in France is an almond croissant. I have had a squiz on the interwebs, and there are a variety of recipes, but a number 
are just using store-bought croissants with almond paste spread inside and whacked in the oven. Others use packaged puff pastry, which is not quite the same as croissant pastry, but again, not bad for a quickie fix when you need it. These shortcuts are terrific for those of us with busy lives, but I tend to think if you are going to go to the trouble of recreating a French experience when not in France, it's perhaps worth making it from scratch. So I'll place the recipe for armor croissants on lulabellsfrancophiles.com. This recipe has loads of ingredients, including yeast, sugar, salt, flour, various amounts of milk, egg, almonds, and of course, butter, butter, and more butter. So the first step is to dissolve the yeast and then add all the ingredients and mix until the dough is just firm enough to hold a shape. Then cover and let it rest a bit. You'll then go through a repetitive process of rolling out, brushing with butter and folding the pastry interspersed with some resting and rising of the dough. And eventually it's time to cut the famously shaped triangles and spread a small amount of frangipani or almond mixture across each triangle before rolling up and fashioning into the gorgeous crescent shape. Brush with a little egg wash, pop into the oven for 15 minutes, et voila! Now, I find it important to make two batches rather than just one, as with teenagers sliding through the kitchen, they last but a few seconds once the scent of freshly baked almond croissant is in the air. Et c'est tout, et la fin aujourd'hui. That is all for today's Lulabelle's Francophiles. I have just loved daydreaming of France today, and I hope you have too. Francophilers can get in touch with suggestions for future podcasts on the Lulabelle's Francophiles website, and then together we can take this journey to share some of your story as well as my own. For Francophilers who live in Melbourne, Australia, I will put the links for Louise Godfrey's fabulous three yoga classes that are in French on the website. It may be just what you need to stay connected to France during this COVID period. And I'll also place the link for the recipe for the Arma Croissants as well. Follow on Instagram too for the daily posts and we can become immersed in a variety of experiences de français together and keep our Frenchy vibes happening. Au revoir et à bientôt.